Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcanvasativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at Podcast. You can also check out and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Music Store, Pocket Casts, and other platforms like it. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs and spread this project throughout the United States and hopefully the entire planet. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little projects, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, doing on-field, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, it helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. Morning, everyone. Hope um, the I Am Cannabis Sativa fam is having a good uh, morning. Um, right now, my neck of the woods, it's just turned 10 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time in legal grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So um, I came across a pretty interesting story from the CBC that I, I thought I wanted to cover. And um, yeah, we'll read it. And if necessary, I'll give commentary during reading the article. Saskatoon. So the article is titled Saskatoon Pot Store Credits Government's Hands-Off Approach for Improvement of Supply Chain. Jimmy's Cannabis Shop co-founder says the province's decision to stay out of distributing the product has helped. Like many marijuana entrepreneurs throughout the province, John Thomas's biggest concern when he opened his first store was supply. Thomas is the co-founder of Jimmy's Canvas Shop, which has locations in Battleford, Estevan, and Martinsville, with another opening in Moonsman this Saturday. He says that the stores initially struggled to get enough marijuana to reliably operate. He was forced to close the Martinsville location just days after opening due to running out of product. Now, just six months after legalization, supply is becoming much, much less of an issue. Thomas says the province's laissez-faire approach to the supply issue is part of the reason. Quote, At the beginning, I think it was advantageous for the government to be involved, he told CBC Radio Saskatoon Morning. But, but I think now we've actually seen that, seen that turn, and we hear a lot, we hear a lot from the producers that they prefer the Saskatchewan model. He prefers the Saskatchewan model to Ontario's, where the provincial government acts as a wholesaler between growers and sellers, much like how Saskatchewan liquor and gaming deals with alcohol. While the supply problems seem to be easing, many in the industry believe the shortage of legal marijuana could drag on for years, especially as new product types like edibles come into the market in October. Meanwhile, a reporter focused on the marijuana industry across Canada said that Saskatchewan's pot market seems to be fairly healthy.
quote, I think actually Saskatchewan managed to have a good number of stores open, said Jameson Burkow, a cannabis reporter with the Globe and Mail. Sad to say here in Ontario, we're, we are very much the laggards, end quote. While the SLGA leaves distribution between the stores and approved growers, it's still responsible for licensing and regulating stores while producers are federally are licensed federally by Health Canada. End of article. Um, I don't think I have too much to add other than, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like I've said in previous episodes, and, I, I, and I've applied to things going on in, in the States, you know, like even in, I would say in all of North America and even the world, like most politicians, you know, don't, they seek, they either see cannabis with contempt and want to overregulate it and, 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 and want to dump on his, on its users, or, you know, they haven't done, they did a hit or two at a Grateful Dead concert in the eighties and, and Nancy Reagan told them to just say no and to stop doing drugs so they can get a middle class job so they just stop doing it so they're just so that their their level of of pot knowledge is stuck is stuck it's stuck at like 22 or 23 or whatever and now they're 40 50 they have kids they have a family dog they have a mortgage they you know you know and 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 they're lawmakers and they haven't you know although they don't they maybe don't have a moral objection to cannabis they're not going to really put their neck to really regulate it right and really really take ownership of the issue and and make sure that it's done right and as we see with with saskatchewan sort of hands-off approach you know we're, we're you know when you just leave the the cannabis people that know what they're doing to to do what they do cannabis is is a very self-regulatory industry in my estimation you know if you haven't checked out the Daily Dope show, um, shout out to him. You should. Um, he talks a lot about like Michigan's um, medical marijuana system and how it works. And um, in a nutshell, I, I mean, I'm not gonna go too in depth about it, but in a nutshell, like when they legalized, they had sort of a r very loosely regulated caregiver model. So it was thousands upon thousands of small, small to medium growers providing medical marijuana for the entire state and they're one of the biggest medical marijuana markets in the entire united states but in the past three years or so they've you know they've started putting forth heavy-handed regulation and started to make it so you know it's it's more regular it's more overregulated, and it's it's less of that sort of self-regulating small-time grower uh haven that it used to be now it's now now they're sort of tilting it to big business and and you know leaving the small time growers in the dust because the barriers of entry from what i remember from what i've listened to you know were not very high so you had a lot of, of small town time growers who were you know selling their backyard grows to provisioning centers or dispensaries you know you didn't have to have millions of dollars you didn't have to have vertically integrated um cannabis uh cannabis dispensaries you know growers competent growers could lab test their stuff sell it sell it to the dispensary provisioning center and and and, and it's good to go you know and that kept price prices good you know and that kept 
they've kept the market very good and very competitive. And, you know, everyone sort of just self-policed themselves. Like I mentioned, I was at the Cannabis Cup in Clio, Michigan in 2017. And it was exactly like how I decide. A lot of small, a lot of small time mom and pop growers that grew cannabis that blows the socks off Massachusetts, if I'm to be honest. Cannabis and, and their edibles. You know, and it's, it's, it's more than half, it's, it's, it's more than half the price too. It's half the price. So, I mean, shout out to Saskatchewan and Saskatoon as well. And, um, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you don't need, you don't need regulation like the other provinces. If, if this is working for you, keep, keep doing that and keep pushing your, 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 your MPs or whatever to, to support this hands-off approach. Um, I don't have too much I want to add. And um, as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends.